Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company, presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Wesley Lowe. Wesley just recently rolled a 900 series in Glendale, Arizona. Wesley bowled collegiately at Wichita State University. Me and Steve had a chance to catch up with Wesley at South Point right before a PBA regional event. All right, well, Wesley, we're here talking just just about a week after you rolled your 900 series. You've done some interviews before, but has it really had a chance to sink in yet? Uh, no. And like a lot of people still come up to me and are like, oh, you shot 900. Congratulations. Good job. And I'm like, I still don't even think I shot 900. Like, it just felt weird to like shoot 900 and now like think about it a week later. And like, I still don't know if I shot it or not. <laughs> and um, I guess when did you start thinking about it on the lanes? I mean, it's a tournament setting. So you're obviously, you know, you're trying to obviously score as best you can, but you're in a tournament type setting. When did you start realizing that that was uh, a possibility or even something that crossed your mind? It was the seventh frame in the third game. So the first two games, I was like, all right, whatever. Like, this is the most I've ever shot. And then, like, after that, I kind of got seven more strikes. And then I looked, and I'm like, I got an opportunity for 900. That's crazy. And then so then that's when, like, it really came into my brain. Like, for the most part, I didn't even think about it up until that frame. And, and what was it? Get it up in the 10th, knowing that you did have, you know, the front 33. Yeah. And then, you you know, I think... At least my experience has been when you get up in the 10th and it's like one after another, that, that is just a little bit different, whether it's for 300 or 800 or ultimately 900. Yeah. The, the 10th frame, I definitely started shaking. Like my body, that was like the most nervous I'd ever felt in a very long time. And so the 10th frame, I was like, I'm nervous, but I got to slow my process down. So my whole time, I was like, all right, take your time, go through your pre-shot routine. If you need an extra couple seconds, just take your couple seconds because no one's rushing you at this point. And, you know, every frame just escalated. And I think that 12th shot, like when people see the 12th shot, I didn't throw my best shot. I thought it was out the window. I was like, oh, this is going to three pin, but it came back. But even then, like, it wasn't a good shot. And I thought I went through the process well, too, surprisingly. So you talk about process. We've interviewed a lot of people from Wichita State where you bowled. Um, what does that process look like for you, your pre-shot routine, and then even some of your bigger takeaways from bowling in college at Wichita State? Yeah, uh, I actually think I had the fortunate opportunity to really work on my process there because, you know, there's a lot of excitement in college bowling and your heart rate's always going up and you're screaming. And, you know, when you get up to that shot that you have to throw for the Baker match, you have to, like, really calm yourself down because you're excited from the shot before or just how the match is going. And for me, like, what I've learned from Coach V and Coach L, like, that process actually really helps you slow yourself down, especially because I'm a fast bowler. Like, I usually just get up there and I go. And my process was, like, towel, deep breath, uh, wipe it down, wipe the ball down, and then stand on the approach and just take another deep breath and like settle in. And so, like, it's a process I've learned over time, especially like towards the latter of my uh, college career. And then, like, you know, so many of us that bowl for Co- uh, Coach Vatican, what, what did you or what ran through your mind when you heard he was retiring? Because for me, it seemed like he was going to be part of college bowling until eternity. Like, he wasn't aging, but I was. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was it like for you? It was crazy. Like, um, they had a meeting. And coach, like, I thought everyone was in trouble. I thought we did something wrong. (laughs) And so, like, when Coach V said he was retiring, it was, like, 
dumbfounded. I was dumbfounded. I didn't believe it. I also thought the same thing. I thought he was going to do it forever. There were talks of it, and but like we never heard he was like set to retire. We were just like, ah, he's going to retire at some point. Who's the successor? And when I found out, I think I, I think I was like not crying, but I was emotional, and I was like, man, what an honor it was to like bowl his last year. Like we did in my four years, I didn't achieve what the goal was of a national championship. But what I learned from him was like nothing I'll like ever forget because he was such an iconic coach. And so um, we're in some challenging times here with uh, COVID-19, you know, PBA pretty much ceasing in March. Um, But talk about how you use that time and what you've been doing during this time, because there's been some stuff to bowl, but not not really a lot. And certainly not the, you know, for the for the amount of money that you're used to bowling for. So what have you been doing over these, uh, you know, these three, four months? Yeah, I I think I've been focusing on two big things. So I got to practice a little bit when I was in Arizona at B3, but I did, it was, there's, there's so much uncertainty, I didn't know if there was going to be a bowling tournament. So if there wasn't a bowling tournament, what am I supposed to bowl? What am I practicing for? So then I realized like maybe two months ago, I was just like, there's not going to be a lot of bowling. If anything, I'll just wait till the tour starts and slowly practice when everything opens up. And so it was time to refocus. What, what do I have to do? There's two things. The first thing was I was focusing on my bowling game because I didn't bowl very well during the PVA season. Like I bowled okay in PTQs, but then when I bowled the normal tournaments, it just wasn't to what I expected. And I didn't have super high expectations, but I'm like, yeah, maybe I can make a couple cuts, you know, out of all the tournaments. And it was an evaluation of, you know, my bowling met- game mentally because it definitely, I was definitely angry a lot of the times because of that. And just what do I have to do to succeed on tour? What am I gonna have to do when tour comes back around to be a better bowler and to have the success that I would like to have out there? And so that was just something I did. I worked on my mental game. I rewatched videos of when I was throwing it really good. So started working on my game in that aspect. And the other thing that I've been doing is I've actually, uh, I've been working on my master's degree. So I'm at Wichita State still, and I was still taking classes, but you know, this was an opportunity for me to focus on it with no distractions. Cause usually, I, like right now, I'm bowling on the weekend, but I had classes during the week, and you know, I'd have to s- stress trying to balance the timing of it. And now, like it gave me an opportunity to really focus in and do as best as I can in these courses during my time. Was it, uh, was it hard transitioning from team bowling to then just being solo, or not that hard? I want to say it wasn't because I was so used to solo bowling my whole life. We didn't have high school bowling, so I never really bowled on a team. Um, I think the difference is I think just the friendship, like just going out and enjoying your time with your teammates and then coming back to a tournament and enjoying your time there. Like I don't have that now. Now I'm by myself. Like I have my friends, obviously, and I have like people I'll associate myself with, but it's not the same as when you were in college. These are the guys you were with every single day of your uh, year. Like you didn't have anybody else. So it was definitely different. So speaking of different, we're up here, like we said, we're in Vegas, bowling the PBA regional. You guys are, I'm not. Um, <laughs> it's um, it's a different though. It's a different environment for you guys. There's no fans. There's no people allowed. You know, no basically, no one basically but bowlers. And even you guys are spread out a little more. We're wearing masks to do the interview. People are wearing masks up there when you're bowling. How have you been able to adjust to that? And and what maybe advice do you have for someone out there who hasn't done a lot of bowling yet and they're just waiting to get back into things but they're apprehensive on things that's a tricky question (laughs) there's a lot of answers that can be had i mean i mean the one thing though with the masks i think is practice with masks because especially when like a tournament says to bowl with a mask because i never bowl with a mask on yet like 
I've only maybe bowled five or six times in the last two months, but like I hadn't had a bowl with a mask on. So now it's different because like when you're taking your deep breaths and I have glasses, so when I take my deep breath, like the fog goes straight to my glasses and now I can't see and now I gotta take an extra couple of seconds to get rid of it. But uh, I mean, I think just get, in my opinion, it would just be slowly getting started to bowling again because you know, throwing a 15 pound ball all the time is gonna be tough, especially if you're trying to bowl as many games as you're used to. So I think that's just the, the one thing or one takeaway from this whole thing that I say is slowly get back, get yourself back into it. You don't want to get hurt. You're trying to bowl forever. And then just kind of follow up on the masks. You know, I had done that when I found out, you know, hey, we got a tournament to bowl and we're going to be bowling with masks on. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I found out, I'm sure I'm not the only one, um, is that I kind of unknowingly a lot of times take and blow in my thumb hole <laughs> right as I'm getting ready to kind of get up on the approach sort of after I clean the ball and all yeah. that stuff. And you might, like you mentioned, discover some new stuff mm -hmm. that if you don't practice it and you just want to go bowl a tournament for the first time mm -hmm. and haven't practiced it, it, you might find out you have some new new habits or nuances that you didn't know you had. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Like, it, it might be different, but before I used to like blow in my hand and then try to like put a little moisture on my like shoe with that. And like, obviously, right now I didn't. I'm not doing it. But like before, I'd be like thinking about it. Now, like if I'm blowing into the mask, I don't have the same amount of air coming in from my breath. So we have a lot of high school bowlers who listen to these shows. What advice do you have for them as far as how to make their bowling, collegiate bowling career success? What can they do to make that, their season successful? Uh, I would say trust the process. Like that, that said a lot. I'm sure that said a lot, but you gotta trust your coaches and you gotta trust the program because most programs have a process and the coaches have a certain way of doing things. Whether or not you agree with them, you know, there's a reason why coaches are successful or doing what they're doing because they're doing a good job of what they like do, like their job. And that, that's probably the one thing that I learned at Wichita is that like Coach V and Coach L had a certain way of doing things and you kind of just had to let it happen. But that process elevates you to become a better bowler because of their knowledge and what they teach you. Uh, and then I guess final question I have is you hinted on it before, but talked about the master's uh, program. How, how did you decide to get into that? What are you getting into it for? What are you, mm -hmm. kind of classes are you taking? Mm -hmm. And then what are we looking at for, you know, three and five years in the future for you? Okay. Um, the reason why I did it is because my parents are big into education. My whole family's big into education. And in a sense, my mom made a deal with me. Even though like I knew I was gonna go on tour, she made this deal. She says, if you get your master's degree, I will let you bowl full time on tour. And I'm like, oh, that's gonna be miserable. That's gonna be really hard. But like, if I can somehow dedicate myself to do both, then at least she's satisfied um, with the idea of me bowling on tour and being out there full time. Uh, I'm doing my master's in MBA, so master's in business administration and marketing. Uh, at Wichita, it was like the best thing for me so to go bowl and take the courses because it's about, it's pretty hybrid minus the COVID-19 right now. Now it's almost all online. And so my, uh, my, my goal is to, you know, somehow better myself in marketing anyways. I like business, I enjoy it, and I'm starting to do videos and stuff like that. So I wanna learn more, like, and knowledge is key, like it's powerful. So the more you know, the better it is. And then, you know, you mentioned marketing, so my ears perked up a little bit since that's what I do at Storm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So what's the one thing now, uh, that, you know, just from what you've been taking and seeing mm -hmm. or so as far as marketing and bowling, mm -hmm. that collectively is an industry uh, that maybe we could improve on? Wow, that's a tough question too. <laughs> I gotta make sure this answer is correct. I think uh, to improve is to improve the overall um, likeliness of all the companies. 
I think, and this is no bias to anybody, but like we kind of divide ourselves. Like we're trying to be better than each other. But when you look at all the other sports, like say golf, for example, like TaylorMade embraces other companies, Nike embraces, and everyone's just boosting each other for the same common good of the sport. So like if also, not just companies, but if people in general with bowling embrace everything, like the Belmo effect right now, if you're embracing that, then that helps our own marketing because you're not a naysayer towards something that's great that's going on. And I think that's a big marketing thing that I would say that we can improve on in bowling for sure. All right. Well, Wesley Lowe, I want to thank you for being here today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast. All the best of luck with everything moving forward. And we will be uh, be catching up with you and stay safe, certainly during these uh, very interesting times for everyone. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I appreciate your time.